We've got a huge week planned in partnership with our friends on the Jersey Shore because Saturday, July 22nd is TVG.com Haskell Day. We've got a $300,000 estimated win early pick five on races one through five, a $500,000 guaranteed special pick four that will end in the Haskell. $250,000 guaranteed late pick five on the last five races. Also a contest, the $1,000 Haskell Handicapping Challenge. You can play it online only through TVG, ExpressBet, and HPI. For our Canadian listeners, TVG and HPI players must be pre-registered by 3 p.m. on Friday, July 21st. Contact Brian Skirka at bskirka at monmouthpark.com to register. And keep it tuned to the In The Money Media Network for two separate preview shows, one covering fixed odds elements and another on these pools that we're talking about as well. We're also very excited to continue to be partnered with Naira for the rest of 2023. We're going to have regular Saturday racing coverage, plus some bonus coverage during Saratoga each week on the late week players pod. We've got daily write-ups and analysis at inthemoneypodcast.com and even more Nick's notebook from Nick Tamaro. If you subscribe to InTheMoneyPodcast.com slash plus, you can find our stuff on the Naira website as well under the Picks, Plays, and Promotions tab. And of course, you're going to want to be watching JK, Maggie, Acacia, and the rest of the team over at America's Day at the races. And, you know, they bounce around sometimes, but we will tell you exactly where you can find them. Full schedule of coverage over at InTheMoneyPodcast.com slash TV. Hello and welcome to the In The Money Players Podcast. This is our show for Monday, July 17th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornatal, back in the Brooklyn Bunker once again. And yes, there's a story there as to why I'm not in the same location as the man I now bring on, who has been ably uh, manning the wheel in my stead as I've been uh, bouncing my way across uh, the UK. You know him from the fantastic work he does on America's Day at the Races, his own eponymous uh, Plus One podcast. He is Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? Yeah, it's, it's a this is a different feel. Uh, usually, I start these. I've recently been starting them with "Hello and Welcome," and then I do my <laughs> "I don't know where Pete thing is." And, I, and I've honestly run out of things to say. I just kind of <laughs> stammer now. Uh, you know, I don't know where he's at. But uh, uh, it's good to see you back in in the United States. At least uh, you're close enough. You're in the same state, and uh, it sounds like. Your, your, your arrival is still going to be a little delayed, but we'll be happy to get you up here as soon as we can. Yeah, I was meant to be there last weekend. The guy, I presume it was a guy in a delivery truck who knocked the mirror, the side mirror off the car. Second time in, in three months for that little uh, job to be, to be done. I told Susan to tuck the thing into the side, but she, she doesn't always listen. Eddie, I'm not blaming the victim here, though. It was really all about the guy who knocked the mirror. So they were meant, Perrin and Susan were meant to go up to Maine. And, you know, once they were free and clear, I was good to get to Saratoga. But with that delaying things, I, I would have been just an absolute heel. I mean, believe me, I considered it, but I would have been an absolute heel <laughs> to just get back from England and zip up to Saratoga, leaving them here. So, yes, I, instead I was at the car dealership getting that fixed on Saturday. And then 
Yeah, I, I should have. I could have come up for a day or two. But here's the thing. I'm going to California this week anyway. So it just made more sense to have a few Brooklyn days after being away for a month once I missed, uh, especially missing that, that that opening Saturday. But it looked like you guys were having a good time up there. It looked like you had some uh, and uh, rumor has it you had some VIP accommodations on Sunday. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, uh, our, our, our a friend of ours from that you met at the wedding, Dan Pickett. Um, it kind of partnered up a little bit with, with the guys from Atticate, uh, on that suite and, uh, no one used it yesterday. So when the rain came, uh, we, we picked up a few extra tickets and, and, uh, started my day up there. Obviously I had to run off to work, which is always the most depressing thing in the world when everyone's having a great time and I got to sprint over to work. Um, but no, it was, we'll break, it, it was out, uh, we'll break out the world's smallest violin JK for what you, you and I call work. Exactly, exactly, 100%. But it, it was fun. But uh, yeah, you'll be excited to get up here. And uh, you'll probably start, I would imagine you, you'll probably get some text messages too that'll make you shed a little bit of a tear, which are Austin texting, Dad, who do you like in the seventh? Can I bet a dollar to win? <laughs> yes, yes, son, you, you sure can. How's he doing? He's having a good time up there so far? He's having a blast. He's 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 there every day. Saturday morning, he he came into our room at nine a.m. fully dressed and said, "Dad, what time are we leaving?" Buddy, whoa, wait a second, not yet, not yet. The first is to one o'clock. You know, he was hoping Uncle Jake was there with his golf cart. I'm sure. Is that, is that... Oh yeah, he, he wanted to come. Funny enough, so uh, uh, Friday night we were we were we were at dinner and. Uh, um, and Ryan Day from Ohio State. I'm sure if you're watching the broadcast, you saw him. Um, yep. I became friendly with him and Chip Kelly just because they come up here and we had met a couple every times. Year. Yeah, every year. It's a tradition. And uh, Ryan also sat next to Chad Brown at the Derby. So Ryan became friendly with Chad. And I was having dinner and, 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 and he came over and he was talking to Chad about coming the next morning. And Chad's like, well, look, here, you're going you're gonna to come to the gate and then I'll send my assistant over to come get you in a golf cart. And... And uh, a, a couple of beverages induced at 11 o'clock at night. I told Ryan, no, no, Ryan, don't worry about it, coach. I'll just pick you up at, at your hotel and we'll go together. That way you don't have to worry about it. It'll be easy. And he, and, uh, he said, he says, Chad, what time should I be there? And Chad said, 545 will be good. I was like, oh. <laughs> you knew that was coming. <laughs> well, I thought we could maybe sneak in at nine for turf works. I thought because there's a turf work day in it. So uh, got him, picked him up at 545 and we spent four hours there. So coach really loved it. He enjoyed it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to watch him watch Chad's process because he wasn't watching it from a fan. He was watching it from a leader of a team's perspective and yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, like totally. see, you know, how do you do this? And what, you know, how do I, how do I compare what you do with your athletes compared to what I do with my athletes? And it was, uh, it was fun to watch. That's really cool. I love that. Um, and and yes, once again, I, I I like the idea of of you having to suffer suffer getting up at uh, five thirty to go to go and do that that stuff. All right, I I could spend the whole show catching up with you because we haven't talked in ages. But we've got uh, we've got a limited time frame today, and we've got some stuff to talk about. Not just the normal recapping, developing story. We saw the press release last night about the closing of. Golden Gate Fields, very sad news, a facility that I actually never got to, but, um, you know, just a mainstay in racing for a number of years. And, you know, I get it in terms of the business, um, you know, what, what's going on with the business in California, 
the only major jurisdiction not uh, supported by extra gaming money. And, and, you know, at some point here, we're going to have, hopefully we can have an Aiden Butler on uh, to talk about the, the economic realities. And I, I always found it to be a, a, a romantic and fan friendly and potentially horseman friendly um, solution. What Craig Burnick had written years ago about trying to make California racing more of a, more of a circuit, I guess in my heart of hearts, I was hoping something like that was possible. I assume there's business reasons why, um, it's not because it's just too good of an idea to just ignore if it was if it was viable. But, you know, again, these are questions we'll ask in time. But, you know, it certainly feel terrible for all the people who are losing their jobs as a result of this and just have to hope that it's a decision that uh, will ultimately lead to the, the safeguarding of racing in California, because, boy, it's a you know, this is a this is a blow, but it's not like what the blow would be if Santa Anita were vulnerable and it's, you know, if you believe the quotes in the press release and I have no reason not to, it, it sounds like part of what this is, is, is to prevent and to safeguard racing in Southern California, which obviously, you know, is, is, you know, another order of magnitude important to the business. What were your reactions, JK, on hearing about this, uh, the closing of, of Golden Gate? Well, I mean, I mean, I think that 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 you know, and we discussed this off offline as well. I mean, I think the first thing that you, that comes to mind is is the 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 real life humans that it affects, right? The people that that uh, were were taking tickets at at uh, the people that were working concessions, and 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 uh, you'd like to hope that you know, with the other sporting venues in the San Francisco, Oakland area that those people hopefully work for companies that can get relocated. And, and, and the guy that was, that was getting you a beer at golden gate can, can hopefully start getting you a beer at uh, the warriors arena or, or, or where the A's play until, until they leave, I suppose. Um, so that's obviously, you know, a, 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 a bad part of it, but from a, a racing standpoint, I think the way that you, you got to look at it is, is, you know, I mean, I mean, I sadly and embarrassingly, I, I don't, I guess when I can't tell you the last time I played Golden Gate, like I, I mean, like I don't even play on force out days, right? It's uh the 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 with the combination of 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 just not following it, um, uh, the small pools, uh, the synthetic, it just it's it's not something that was a part of my everyday. Uh, you know, player even every week or every month play. So I would imagine that, that someone like us who's so involved in the game, if our eyes aren't on it, I would think that a lot of people's eyes aren't on it. And, you know, if, if you're having seven, eight horse fields at golden gate and golden gates, not there, you'd like to think that maybe three, four, five of those horses would be entering at Santa Anita, which would make those pools, those, those, um, those pools bigger obviously with 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 more horses being you know a betting interest but then also the racing more competitive and and kind of consolidating it and 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 i would think that it, it probably makes a lot of sense that it's gonna help san anita and, and you got to think that the san anita wagering dollar uh or excuse me the 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 an entry a horse entered at san anita has to be worth more than a horse entered at golden gate because that horse is going to generate more money Right. There's going to be more money bet on a horse at Santa Anita than at than at Golden Gate. So let's get those horses down to Santa Anita. Uh, I, I don't think this is something that they take lightly um, first and, and, and Stronic. You know, I think this is probably a decision that they've probably wrestled with for a while. But I would think from an economic standpoint, it likely makes 
uh, since sad or sad or not. I think it probably makes sense. Hard to argue. The only thing I will say is I love those golden hour bets and definitely will miss, will miss that. That, that was always a fun get out play at the end of the day, any day that those two were, were, were running and we'll see, maybe there'll be something else. Uh, some other creative late day bet beyond the usual stuff that can, that can try to replace it from a horse player point of view. That was, I'd say where, close to a hundred percent of my golden gate action went was just in trying to tie up those last four races between the two tracks. More sad news that I just want to at least touch on the passing of funny side who was, you know, such a charismatic horse a little before your time um, though. I don't know. Was he in your consciousness at all as a general sports fan or not, not even really. No, he, he wasn't, but I talked about it a little bit on the show yesterday. I think funny side is easily, easily summarized in the fact that, uh, I think just from an out, like, you know, like I said, the, from a timing standpoint, an outsider, I would consider myself as talking about funny side is that uh, the, the gutsy gelding part, the fact that he was a gelding and, he, you know, so there was that there, there was that that story with him that was cool because it wasn't like he was this horse that was going to go on to be a stallion. Right. It wasn't like it was uh, it wasn't like uh, Justify, who an American Pharaoh who were going to go on to have this illustrious career at stud. So I think that part of it kind of made him a fan favorite. Uh, and I also think the fact that he was a New York bred. And, and this was kind of before being a New York bred wasn't a thing that suggested you weren't as good as the other ones, right? Nowadays, we don't look at it like that anymore. The program is so strong here um, that, that you know, a New York bred is a New York bred. Who, who cares? It's not that important anymore, right? I think it was a lot more then. And then the fact that, you know, this was that was kind of the first micro share syndicate looking feel of a situation where there's all these guys involved that all chipped in their money and they weren't billionaires and, and millionaires. They were they were uh, your average Joe who owned a part of that horse. I think that's what probably made his story uh, so special. I think you've nailed a lot of the elements and, and yeah, the, the contrast between him and empire maker. I mean, it made for, it made for a good rivalry and, and boy, that summer, really those couple of summers in Saratoga, it was, it was nuts. It was a whole funny side store on one of those little streets off of, off of Broadway. It was, it was, it was quite a sensation and a horse that, you know, I, I, I don't know if I ever actually did uh, did well betting on him. I think I was on the wrong side of things a lot of times. I was on the right side betting against cynically, uh, but smartly betting against him in the Belmont Stakes. But that was one of those I'm betting this because you have to bet this this way. But I I was still I've never won a bet where I was more mad after because you you just I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see that story. Frank Scatoni and I were also working on a funny side book that would have come to light had he, uh, it was contingent on him winning the triple crown. Unfortunately, with the benefit of hindsight, it was, he was such a good story. We could have done that book anyway, I think, but anyway, it's sad to hear about his, uh, about his passing. One of the horses, you know, fairly, you know, within the first 10 years of my, of my being a fan that, you know, I just, I think of, um, all the time when you think of that era, if you were a, a New York, if you were a New York racing fan, let's move on JK to talking about some of the action from last weekend. I suppose we can start with the Schuylerville where we had uh, a big upset winner that certainly uh, surprised me. Um, and, you know, not the first, as I said on baby talk the other day, when we chatted about this race, not the first time Gary Contessa had a big price win the, win the Schuylerville. What was your what were your reactions to uh, to this race on Saratoga opening day? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I started giggling. Um, 
on air? Uh, was I was on air. I guess I must have been. It was it was the opening day, so it was late. It, it all runs together. Pete, you're not up here yet. You're you don't have the Saratoga cloud brain yet, but you'll get it when you get here. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where I I singled wine on tap that day, and I thought that horse was the, was the one that you wanted to that you needed to beat. And it wasn't because I thought wine on tap was a monster. It's because I thought the rest of the group wasn't that great. Right? And it wasn't a wasn't a, a, a group that really scared you. There's a lot of slow figures and. And I thought that wine on tap because, you know, Tappets, and, and I'm not sure if you touched on this on, on baby talk, but you know, Tappet doesn't, they, they don't, this is not what they do. They don't win with five-year-olds. He's, he's only had in five years, I think he's had 16, uh, five furlong, two-year-old starters and, and, and only a couple of them had won. And so I, I just, I thought wine on tap was going to kind of take that extra step, getting that extra furlong. Um, but honestly, you know, talking to Andy Serling, he, you know, who obviously follows New York a lot and, 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 you know, saw Contessa as a trainer when Contessa was winning more than he wins now. He just kind of thought this was like a, a no-brainer for him. You have a good maiden. Um, you're going to run against monsters and maiden races anyways. This yeah. doesn't seem like a tough spot. Show up here, run the horse. If he wins, you look like a genius. If he loses, who cares? Everyone thinks you're an idiot anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it, those, I, I put those, I paraphrase that. Andy, Andy didn't say that. That's my words. So it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I think that it was a smart, smart move Pretty by well. Gary and yeah. a very sharp move by Gary uh, to put that horse in there. And I think that it's going to, it's, it's, it's put him on the map. Uh, you'd think that a couple more vans will pull up uh, in because of a decision like he made. And um, I'm not betting the horse moving forward. And to be fair, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not making any Serengeti Empress wagers, but I, I don't think the horse will win again, but um, you know, look, it was a smart move. She gets the job done, Becky's Joker. 75 buyer speed figure. And yeah, absolutely shrewd placement. And uh, and they get the money. Wine on tap will no doubt regroup. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be giving up. I didn't see any obvious excuse. It wasn't the cleanest break in the world, but it might just be one of those things where, you know, as is so often the case with Tappets, the time and distance are the, her friend. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, she didn't do much running at all, but um, you know, like I said, I, it wasn't a tough, it wasn't a tough, it wasn't a tough spot going in. And I don't think it's a tough spot going out. I think the, the buyer was 75. Yes. Um, the maiden that day for, 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 uh, for Bill Mott, that, that, that our friend CJ thoroughbreds owns, I think ran an 80 figure that day. So, you know, I, like I said, I don't think they're, it was a world beater race, but they, uh, but you know, Gary Contessa and, and Becky's Joker got the money that day. Let's continue talking about two-year-old races that didn't come back that fast. Yo, won by long shots. Yo-Yo Candy wins the Sanford on Saturday with a 71 buyer speed figure, a race where uh, I had given I had given the race to Gold Sweep uh, going into it. This was one one of those funny ones on TV where early in the day I said, you know, one to two is a good price. I, I got to feel smart for a minute. When, uh, when, when the horse is uh, one to five, but, uh, the, the, you know, all over at the break, I think is, is the way that I would describe it. Um, and yo-yo candy gets a, gets a terrific ride and trip and, and gets the job done. I mean, uh, again, probably not a race where I'm super excited about betting anybody out of it, given the, given the overall figure, but, uh, you would still think gold sweep based on that giant figure 
last time would be the one with the most potential, I think, coming out of here. Fair enough? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And and look, it's one of those situations where, you know, uh, and I'm not trying to take anything away from, from Yo-Yo Candy and the connections. I mean, that's a really cool – it's a really cool thing for them uh, to win a race like that with a big price horse. And, you know, and, and that's all great and dandy, but, you know, gold sweep just goes to one knee instead of both knees. He probably wins. I mean, he just, he was eliminated at the start and, and to, to do what he did to take all that kickback. And these are words from Richie Migliori that, that I had heard him say yesterday that, you know, two-year-olds don't do that. They don't go to their knees and then weave through traffic while eating kickback in their in, in, in their early in their career when they hadn't already done it before you know he, the way that he ran prior it was just an easy clean easy trip and, and i thought that horse ran outstanding and you know and, and, and I, that's the one i want out of there uh based off of that but you know that's what's great about saratoga it's what's great about um racing in general it, it's, it's why you still get nervous when you're alive for a score to a one to five shot who <laughs> gets in the gate because Although you know you're right that it's the best horse in there, it's racing and things can happen and things happen to Gold Sweep. Yeah, stuff happens indeed. And we'll see. Yeah, I mean, ability ability wise, how would you rate Gold Sweep going forward? You know, you probably have a now when you look down at that page next time, you're going to have a 90 and a 70. Closer to the 90, you'd rate, I assume. But all the way to the 90? I mean, did, did, does it give you any questions or, or are you just going to almost put a line through that last race and be excited to bet gold sweep next time. Well, I think that, you know, as you get further away from that 90, there'll be other horses that run back that you can verify if the 90 was real. So you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to make the decision really. Like the decision will be made for you. If the 90 is real. Um, I think it, and then the way that he ran considering the adversity, it makes me think the 70 is probably lower than what he actually did, but that's what, that's what the buyer speed figure is. The buyer speed figure is not trip dependent. It's a number. And then you take the number and decide how the number was earned. Right. And if, if you want to give it some quote unquote bonus points. So um, no, I, 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 I definitely think I want that horse moving forward, but we'll see when others start running back. Another race that may have been affected by stuff that happened at the break, but we're not going to give short shrift to the winner in the Kelso either. Casa Creed gets the job done again. A horse that I, Keeps saying, oh, I don't think he's really is his best in a mile. And then he keeps beating me at a mile. He gets the 100 buyer speed figure. This was a good performance um, in, in a race that I do think um, Annapolis not getting out of there smoothly may have affected the result. But, you know, that's once again, same as in the race, the Sanford we were just talking about. Uh, the, that's racing. That's part of the game. And uh, I'm not going to take anything away from the winner, a horse that, you know, I know you always root for as well, even when you don't bet him. Yeah, look, I, <laughs> this is a kind of a funny story. So, um, uh, you know, we, whenever we run into Lee Einsidler, the owner of Casa Creed, he always gives Austin some ice cream money. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, gives him some ice cream money. Um, and and, he, and he, he told Austin to, to, to root for Casa Creed. And so Austin's like, dad, I want to root. I want to root. I want to root. I said, okay, bud, let's, let's, let's go to the boxes to watch it. We were, you know, I got off early that day. So I was able to watch it. Let's go to the boxes and watch it. And then he said, dad, should we root? Should we, you know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to root, but, but I, I really like Annapolis. So maybe we'll, maybe what we'll do is maybe we'll root like in a double where we use Annapolis and Casa Creed into gold sweep. 
you know, and, yeah. and that way, you know, we're, you know, he's like, okay, okay, let's root, let's root. So we sit in the box and he's like, dad, did we root? And I said, oh my God, I forgot. They're loading in the gate. And I said, well, don't worry about it. Like, I'll just, I'll honor it, your root if it happens. And so Casa Creed wins. And does my 11 year old hate me about making him play the double? He's been telling everyone. <laughs> why do we why do we do the double? 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 But uh he he uh we we sprinted down and and it was fun. I I actually posted a video on Instagram of like I followed him, Austin, down to the winner's circle. And he was like he had he had some you know, he had a lot of hop in his step and, and we got in the picture with Lee. So uh Casa Creed is is a is a super cool horse and um we talked I actually saw Lee last night at dinner and I I said, Lee, like, I know it's probably too late, but you should start really campaigning to get the Breeders' Cup turf sprint down the hill because Casa Creed would not lose down the hill. Wouldn't lose. So, but I think that ship has already sailed. Yeah, I do think that that's probably a little bit late to get that change made. If anybody could get it done, it would be Lee, but I think it might be out of even uh, his uh, his purview. What uh, what do you think will be next? I mean, they, they think it four-star Dave? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, I think he, I think he is thinking four star Dave. Um, and, and, and based on what I heard from him last night, I, I think that, that he'll be pointed to, to the mile, um, on breeders cup day. So I don't think that they'll, he, he's not going to cut him back and try the five, even though I try to convince him that I think with real pace going five cost agreed could be really nasty, but he said, uh, he was pretty, pretty adamant that they'll be running in the mile. Interesting. Okay, that's good. Good info to have. Who do you like in the rematch, Casa Creed or Annapolis? Well, I mean, Annapolis is always going to be dangerous because he's got that tactical speed, right? Casa Creed's always going to be a little bit uh, compromised in terms of of not compromised. That's not the right word. He's going to always be a little bit subject to getting a nice trip. Um, but you know, I, I think that 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 I, I think Annapolis is is still probably the the, the more consistent type that you're going to get and that's hard to say for cost security always run so well the more dependable type just because he he makes his own trip typically not not on saturday sadly not on sa- yes 100 you, you that you view that just as a random one-off and you you expect he it's just one of those he's not losing it didn't look to me like losing his speed it looked to me like bad luck he just got sort of shut off and bumped out of there and just just the randomness of i say it's the randomness of racing and i'm interested in annapolis right back yeah, completely um, agree. Sounds like, sounds like you agree. Uh, grade one action in the Diana, a race where I, uh, w- when the turf came up mostly firm, I, I seeded any of my, originally, if it was going to be like boggy turf, I was going to maybe try to take a shot against an Italian just because of all of her form coming on, uh, coming on much better ground. But uh, at the, at the way it went, I pretty much said she can't lose and uh she lost white beam very progressive not like it wasn't a fall out of the chair result chad brown really took his time you know as he so often does just handled perfectly looked set for a peak effort i was thinking oh they'd be thrilled getting the 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 needed grade one placing here well they went uh, better than that and got the nose down on the wire my initial reaction to the race jk was that this might be a case of not using an Italian speed enough, but it was interesting hearing Chad Brown's quotes after the race saying he thought the pace was actually uh, fast. So, you know, he knows more than me, but I, I, I'm tempted to, I don't know. I still feel like an Italian might be one of these better, but might just be a little bit better with more of a take no prisoners attitude 
on the lead and getting, you know, trying to get some of these horses off the bridle and, 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 and not letting them be so close when the button gets pushed. Where do you stand on this? Yeah. I mean, that's my initial thought was, you know, too fast, right? Um, Slow or too fast? Yeah. I, I, I thought that, I thought they went too, they went too slow. I'm sorry. I, I thought maybe faster, better, but you know, to your point, um, you know, talking to Chad, Chad felt like and talking to Irad as well. And I think even talking to Flavian, I think he, he felt like the pace was actually faster than it looked because the ground actually did have give. And it's confusing because Maggie went out and did like a little bit of like a kind of like a pre-race turf course walk thing where she cool. put her Apple pencil into the ground, like into the ground and said like, it only went in this far, you know, like just like the very tip. So thinking I, I kind of thought, oh, okay, maybe it is a little bit firm. So maybe just in certain spots, it was a little bit softer, you know, look, I'm always going to be kind of, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. I, I don't think you can go back and forth on aggressive, not aggressive, aggressive, not aggressive, too aggressive. You have to pick one that you root for, for your riders, pick one that you want your riders to be. And then, exp- and then you can't really go back and forth because you're going to always be frustrated. I, yeah. I would rather Irad have gone a little bit quicker with the horse that I thought was best. And, and then, you know, if you get beat, you get beat. Um, but look, uh, that horse uh, was, 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 was both of them were, were good. And, and uh, it, it's funny that morning, remember I, I told you I'd, I'd went to, to Chad's barn Saturday morning with Ryan day and, and Flavian came by to work a horse and Chad, you know, said, look, you know, just sit off of her. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to beat her if she runs her race, but if she falters, you know what I mean? You know, you'll be right there if she falters. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what happened. Indeed. Indeed. Um, any other races from the weekend before we get to our Adelphi performance of the week, JK, anything that uh, you might even mention the one that was going to be the Adelphi performance of the week, thinking back to, to stuff, but any, any other uh, good stories or interesting, uh, interesting things to, to report from the track before we get to that. I will say this coming next Sunday, I think there's gonna be a Philly race. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, talking to a rider who says he's on a monster, talking <laughs> to two trainers that say they have monsters, and it's uh, it, it's 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 it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. On three different on, horses, uh, all three different horses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm that's on air, it. I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna because I know, and and, and, it, and none of and none of them seem to be full of it, they all seem to be like they're really actually telling the truth that there's right. going to be there's gonna be this race with three monsters. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some uh, make some fun prediction on the show that that the the winner of this race uh, will win a will win the breeders cup juvenile Phillies. I like it. I like it. I got three shots, right? I got three shots. <laughs> it's a smart way to approach anti-post. You'll have to, for, for, we won't be covering that race on air here. So we'll have to either I'll get it from you and we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get that information uh, disseminated into the world. So we're not just teasing the audience, but it sounds, uh, it sounds pretty interesting. This is a maiden race on Sunday. I'll have to remember to come, to come back to that. Let's get on to our Adelphi performance of the week. Speaking of uh, loaded looking two-year-old races. Oh, actually, before we get to that, we'll give a little, give a little bit of shout. Adelphi had a good, uh, good result at Laurel with community adjusted private purchase from 2022, half the three stakes horses. So getting, uh, getting that black type in the, uh, in the Dreyfus stakes for community adjusted, certainly excellent news for them and one to keep an eye on going forward. But uh, texting back and forth with Matt, a horse that I wanted to talk about anyway, 
um, the, he was very impressed with the way that that Pirate ran. And you know, well, big note here for me on Pirate, and you know, I'd noticed this coming into the race, and it's more important even coming out. Omaha Beach so far, four for nine with first time starters, and the fastest figure one actually ran second with an eighty figure. So Omaha Beach, who from talking to people like Matt who've been at the sales physically have a look like they're going to be better with time and distance for him to be off to that kind of a start um, with first time starters, super duper notable. And uh, pirate was bet off the boards and, and did not disappoint. What was your, what was your thought on, on pirate? Is this a race you had a wager in? Um, I think it was the, it was the first thing of the pick five, right? So um, yes. yeah, oh, with, with an Italian in it. So I, I was involved a little, uh, you know, this is a situation where I, you know, I did, we, the, the word kind of got out a little bit that this was a runner, uh, which often happens here at Saratoga, which is, is also one of my favorite parts of Saratoga. It's a lot of fun to get excited about these, these two-year-olds, but um, it, 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 uh, George Weaver kind of liked his horse that was in there as well. And then George kind of realized that, that this, he might be running up against a monster and I think that it, by the time they loaded into the gate, the, the, the consensus was if Pirate breaks, he wins. And that's exactly what he did. He broke. But he took pressure, right? He, he, it wasn't like he was just in this comfortable outside position. He broke inside. He took pressure. He looked a good horse in the eye, and he turned that horse away um, and turned him away emphatically. I, I, look, you know, this is what Saratoga is all about is finding these, these, uh, these big performances. And, and I think the Pirate definitely deserves to be – uh, the Adelphi performance of the week. Or Teta, the horse that was up there with him. And th this is a horse that, you know, while, while, you know, wasn't able to hang and ended up way back in the field, the the George Weaver runner. I mean, you look at the pedigree on that one, take charge in these street sense. I, I, I wouldn't rule out Arteta doing some good things down the line. But yeah, I would agree with you that based on the pace, and unfortunately we don't, for whatever reason, we don't have the time form pace lines yet, but I'm going to assume it was fast and I'm going to be rating pirate higher than the 77 buyer speed figure earned it sounds like you're pretty much in the same camp with me on that yeah no problem with that at all yeah to learn more about adelphi and and everything they have going on uh mcatare will be there at the races most days very approachable whatever questions you have about getting involved in ownership the adelphi racing website very well laid out i've been a part of the team now for over a year when, and when we did i've been so impressed that when we sort of re-upped and got Adelphi back in the boat, I made sure that we, we did part of the deal where I can get shares in, in more of their horses because I'm really impressed with the level of communication and just the overall sharpness of the, uh, of the operation there. AdelphiRacing.com, folks should definitely check that one out. So I know you have some, uh, some school, not school, fun summer camp preparations, JK. You ready? Oh, it's, it's, it's hoops. What's the hoops? Where, where, is, where is he playing? What's the, what's the Skip. story? Skidmore this week only. Skidmore basketball camp. So he, he's is, excited. It should be fun. Is it the same kids he's done it with other years? Are they getting kind of a, you know, is it, is it cool like that? Oh, no, that's a different one. It's a, it's a different one. Uh, this will be the first, first time, first shot. Have you guys rolled down to the Saratoga Ninja Lab at all? We haven't been there, uh, you know, since early last season, but that's another one of my, I always love giving them some love because they do a great job down there. And, and that's a, that's a super fun uh, kid activity day. And you can do like sort of just, you don't have to, you can do a whole camp. We did that in the pandemic, but you can also just like sort of go and, and have the kids run around and have some fun. Yeah. We hadn't been, we hadn't been back since, you know, a couple of years, but it, uh, the, the guys enjoying the track so much. We just, he's just been rolling with us. 
<laughs> That's awesome. I'm excited to get up there. This week on the network, we've got a ton. We've got multiple previews of the Haskell coming up. We've got one from a fixed odds perspective, uh, and we're going to do another one focusing more on toad action. You going to be looking at the Haskell? You want to come on one of these Haskell shows with me? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm uh, let's see what. Uh, did, did, did. Yeah, I'm. I'm late on Wednesday and Thursday, so those mornings shouldn't be too crazy for me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do a little production meeting in the middle of the show. We'll book you for the for the tote one. We'll take a look at an all stakes pick five or something like that. That would be awesome. And then, of course, we've got the Del Mar action. We're going to do a special show for Del Mar opening day. That's going to be fun. And then, yeah, I'm out there, so we'll have some good. We'll have some good coverage. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time since i've been to del mar opening day you you must have done one a del mar opening day at some point oh yeah yeah yeah. that's a that's a wild day whoa <laughs> that's a wild that's a wild day <laughs> they, they, they say they bust they say they they a lot of times they say you've heard the phrase they bust them in they literally bust them in at, at del mar it's 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 crazy <laughs> it is it's a wild scene i'm looking forward especially between the rain and the heat here in the city to getting some some good weather, some nice craft beer. It's going to be a ton of fun. All right. Thank you, JK. We'll catch up with you later in the week. Want to thank everybody for uh, joining us here. We'll thank our founding partners, 10 Strike Racing and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. I was sent to miss quick call day, a little bit of a little bit of a rain out, but still I know that uh, I'm sure Kim was there uh, generating interest and, and talking up the great work they do with humans and horses. For Jonathan Kinchin and In The Money Media, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May you win all your photos.